people, it's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. I hope life is well for you. I hope you are keeping productive and you're keeping positive and you are getting out to a butt-ton of gigs. Because why wouldn't you? You're listening to this. <laughs> I implore you, go see some bands. That's it. that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. I'm seeing Prince this weekend. Holy shit. That's going to be pretty wild. But uh, apart from that, I'm seeing... Uh, I've got two nights at Blackwire lined up as well. I'm going to see Feel Like Us tonight at Blackwire Records, uh, joined by Hoodlum Shouts and Hannah Band as well. It's a fucking cool lineup, and I'm very excited about that. And on Saturday night, Corpus are going to be playing with Tanned Christ, Tired Minds, and Skin Prison. All good friends of the show, so get out there and support them. Please, please, please do that. Of course, if you can't make it out to any uh, cool shows or anything like that, but you still have a little bit of change lining your pockets and you want to help out in some way, shape or form, then please head over to patreon.com slash barbands. It would be an absolute honor to have you supporting this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, seriously, a dollar a month. Every little bit counts. And uh, you can be as cool as someone like Tom Lane. Tom Lane is a new sponsor for the podcast. Uh, He just joined up uh, this week. So just wanted to say a quick what's up to Tom and to thank you so, so much for your support. It's absolutely awesome. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Support for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands comes from Sad Girls Club. You know about Sad Girls Club. You've been hearing about them for weeks now. But for those of you unfamiliar... Sad Girls Club is a collective of non-male musicians and industry professionals that are working towards making their voices and their collective voices of non-males in the music industry heard. They are putting on a show tonight, so if you are in Newcastle, please head along to Gallery 61. Uh, on Hunter Street in Newcastle. There is going to be an exhibition of artworks by the artists Ben Dean, Danielle Emery, and Rachel McCallum. And there will also be uh, live music provided by Dog Dirt and Rachel Maria Cox, who is the founder of the Sad Girls Club. And there will also be poetry readings by Kate Fenwick and Rory Green. Uh, The exhibition itself is running daily until March 17th, uh, but the launch is tonight at 6pm, so absolutely get along if you are in the Newcastle area. Support also comes from Spit the Dummy Records. You know about Spit the Dummy, they are a Sydney-based independent record label doing it for themselves and uh, they have some pretty cool stuff coming up for one of their main clients raccoon city raccoon city are going to be going on tour in may they are going to be joined by an american band called the saddest landscape and uh, that tour is running through brisbane canberra newcastle sydney melbourne and adelaide Uh, So head over to Love and Rent on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash L-O-V-E-N-R-E-N-T, Love and Rent. And uh, you can find out more information about the Saddest Landscape Tour with Raccoon City Police Department, of course, brought to you in part 
by the crew over at Spit the Dummy Records. Guests on the podcast today are Bad Dreams. We spoke to Ben and Alex, uh, the lead singer and guitarist, respectively, of that wonderful, awesome, super, super fun Adelaide band. They were in town just recently for a really memorable and super fun show at Vic on the Park. Some of you may well have spotted me there. I I, uh, actually got to uh, get up at the end of their set and uh, play guitar on the song Dumb Ideas, which was a lot of fun. It was a really... (laughs) It was a it was a wild show. Like I've never seen a crowd go that crazy uh, at the Vic, and uh, it was it was a great day. And uh, I was really stoked that Ben and Alex were a part of the podcast. It was really cool to chat to them, especially because they're from a uh, fairly different world to me, quite similar to to Frankie Arrow from last week. Uh, thanks heaps to everyone who listened last week as well. Really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it's, it's always cool to get other people's perspectives and other people's stories. That's what this podcast is all about, people. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, next week on the podcast, we've got someone quite different. We have Mr. Brendan McLean, an acclaimed Sydney based singer, songwriter, performer, actor, dancer, uh, currently starring in a run of a show called Velvet, which is a really spectacular kind of half circus, half jukebox musical. It's a it's a very very interesting show, and it's a lot of fun. So I strongly recommend checking that out if you get the chance. And uh, we spoke to him a little while ago uh, while the show was having its run at the Sydney Opera House. So, that will be a really fun one and uh, very keen to share that with you. But uh, in the meantime, let's get cuffed and collared with the boys from Bad Dreams. Enjoy. Cheers. Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I would like to introduce you to my friends, Bad Dreams. Howdy. Dave. <laughs> DJY. How you doing, man? Bloody good. Yourself? I'm just wonderful. Introduce yourselves, guys. I'm Ben. And I'm Alex. We're from Bad Dreams. Damn right you are. It is Sunday morning. Uh, we are here at the Vic on the Park Hotel. We are hours away from Bad Dreams rocking yet another show. Uh, back here in Sydney. When was the last time you guys were here? It was, it's been a, been a, a minute. While. Maybe the Oxford Arts Factory show. That would be the last one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last time we played Oxford Arts Factory, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a big tour in support of the record as well. Yeah. How, yeah. Was, Which was yeah. like the biggest shows you guys have done so far. I can only imagine that would have been a pretty incredible experience. That was all. That show in particular was one of the best I think we've played. It was awesome. Sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was the the tour was a real um, yeah proud moment for us, I guess, because we, we sold out uh, every show, mm. um, which we weren't really expecting, and especially some of the places where we were least expecting to get people, like yeah. the Gold Coast and Fremantle. Yeah, they were like these 
um, great turnout. So. Yeah, I think I think I saw the photo of the line out the front of the Gold Coast venue. It just like went down the block. Well, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't ticketed. It was just buy tickets on the door. And Shit. So all of these young surfy dudes and chicks were up <laughs> yeah, like an hour and a half early. Oh yeah, I guess it's always strange for us because we do live in a little bit of a vacuum in Adelaide, and you know you put the songs and records out, and yeah, some of them. Sometimes they get on the radio, um, sometimes um, not, but you never really have any idea of um, who's, who's it connecting yeah. with. And so, yeah, it was like pretty amazing to go out and see um, kind of a, a multiplication of the number of people. Yeah, shows. no doubt. And also, one of the best things is the type of people that are coming, um, because there's a real uh, eclectic bunch. It's like, obviously, um, frothers, as we call them. Frothers. Like yeah, sort of 18 to 23-year-old yep. male. Yep, yep, yep. I know the time. Or the, the, the Jews. We call them yeah. 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 Nice little shark in the yeah. garden. Yeah. Um, you know, they love... It's almost a sporting out um, event for them because they're, like, front and centre, sweaty, kind of getting boisterous. Yeah, just push-pitting like champions. Yeah. yeah. I, I know the time. <laughs> Pleasing, pleasingly, there's also another um, sector of the demographic, which is, like, your... Sort of, I'd call them the semi-retired rock dogs, <laughs> and they're like the guys who are like, "Yeah, you guys seen the Sunny Boys and the Angels, and you guys are bloody remind." And then that's very, very pleasing because you know we love all that music and it sort of influenced us in some ways. And then most pleasing of all was the growing, small but growing number of, of, of females because oh, sure. yeah, like um, we want to have gender um, equality in our hundred percent, yeah. But one thing that's a problem is that the the, the frothers because they're so like you know they like the over exuberant exuberant Labrador that's jumping all over like the little like the little poodle. I, sh- I shouldn't use those stereotypes to reply to not at all, not at all. So we've almost we've actually been thinking of instituting a sort of. A safe, uh, a safe area at the front where there's no girls to the front. Yeah, that's washing. a good idea. Well, it, it didn't have to be just girls, but got people that don't want to get like jumped on. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> the first time I saw you guys play was uh, at the standard opening for Children Collide. Oh, oh wow, that's way that back. Yeah, was that the first proper tour that you guys had done? Yeah. yeah. That was the first national tour we've done. Yeah, it was right. extensive as well. It was something like 22 dates. Yeah. It's still probably the biggest tour we've ever done. Yeah. But funding it, you know, out of our own pockets rather than... At that point, we didn't even have a band account or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. right. But we were just lucky because Alex knew Johnny from his previous band, the Dardanelles. So right. That, yeah, they somehow got us on. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny did us a good turn by putting us on. And um, it was a great way to get out of sort of get some exposure outside of yeah. but it was a bloody hard slog there was a oh, lot of yeah. uh, red eyes and uh, sleeping on floors and shit but, yeah yeah because we went up to all places that we've never been back to like Toowoomba um, uh, Shepparton Ballarat Bateau but, Bay Bateman, yeah Bateau Bay mm. yeah Fucking yeah. But things have changed a fair bit uh, from then I guess but I've, we probably wouldn't have even played one song oh we might have had one song there that we still play Really? Yeah. But that was, we'd only been in existence in like, for like six months. Yeah. Brown. I think we had one single out. Yeah. Chills. Yeah. But yeah, that was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Alright, so I want to know about how you both originally became interested in music and how it kind of transitioned into to wanting to play music. Uh, we'll start with you, Ben. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and kind of how music kind of factored into it. Well, I'll, 
I was always listening to older stuff. Like, I think the first record I bought was, or oh, it was given to me, was Jimmy Barnes' Working Class Man. Nice, great record. <laughs> and I, great yeah, record. I had this shitty old record player, but I had a very eclectic taste. I'll be the first to admit that some of my taste when I was younger was pretty shit. But how, about I, we, but, how about are we talking? Oh, I think, I think, I don't know actually, I'm trying to think of who I would listen to. <laughs> I know, I was, like, I was into Michael Jackson and stuff like that, but it was, it was, it was eclectic, like I, yeah, I sure. appreciate anything. And, um, but then when I met Alex, he sort of steered me into a, a realm of um, taste. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you're the tastemaker. Yeah, well, he, he took me, I remember he took me on a trip. That actually kind of, sounds kind of weird now. It's a bit creepy. I was kind of grooming him. <laughs> he was grooming me. We went to, we went to yeah. the Winter Chills Festival festi- oh, yeah, in Newcastle. Right. Yeah, we went away on a trip. So there was like Pitch yeah. um, Prefect were playing Per Purpose. Um, it was a really great lineup of, of yeah. bands that we. Yeah. At, yeah, at Newcastle, the Croatian Bowls. Club. Yeah. It was oh, good, wow. good fun, actually. It was, yeah, we just went and watched the whole bands. We, caught up, we stayed with um, Bat Rider. our friend. Yeah, Bat Rider. Stayed with our friend Darren Cross. And well, who's a, my friend now as well, but a good mate of Alex's from his girling days and ELF. But yeah, that's pretty much where I come from. Yeah, right, right, right. And Alex, what about you? Um, yeah, well, I played the violin from a young age. Really? Yeah, and I learned um, this thing called Suzuki Method, which is kind of the alternative to um, the usual way where you basically don't learn to read music and you learn by ear right and obviously as you go along like and you start to play all the stuff you have to learn how to read music sure but, yeah 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 but I think that's where I'm very grateful to my um, well my mum mainly that always took me to lessons because I think that right. was, um, it set, set up a way of I didn't start playing the guitar until like the end of school but yeah right it set up a way to um, hear melodies and um, help with and when as soon as I started playing the guitar it was, I always found it too um, frustrating to learn other people's songs, so I'd just make stuff up. Really, yeah. And then, um, I guess, like, all through school, I mean, I'd yeah, listen to music. I mean, like, yeah, Nirvana was and Smashing Pumpkins, but I don't know, I think it was a pick. When I was, like, around the age of getting into music, it was sort of a bad time. It was, like, the late 90s, and um, there wasn't really a lot of stuff that kind of piqued my um, interest mm. you know there was like limp- people were listening to like Limp Bizkit and shit and I yeah I, I, that kind you of you want a new metal kit <laughs> yeah and so I didn't really get into contemporary music and my entry point basically came from around yeah the age of 16 17 um, listening to um, my dad's record collection wow um, and I there was like Bob Dylan and from Bob Dylan there was Neil Young and then there was like the Rolling Stones Roxy Music and then um, after I finished school but that was still just I mean I wasn't I was yeah really getting into listening to music starting to play the guitar but mm. um, not really um, you know I was sort of much more interested in like football yeah yeah right 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 but then what, I, after I finished school I moved to Melbourne and um, once and also at that time kind of the Strokes thing happened and it was just this kind of perfect uh, um constellation of like things in my life and also at the same time um there was just it was just a great time in the Melbourne music scene because mm. like yeah me and my friend would just without really knowing what we were doing would go to the tote and one and would be like love diagrams playing Fuck and yeah. then we started going to this club on um in Paran, which was open on Thursday nights and had cheap beers 
called 161 and it was a, a club night called Shake Some Action and it happened yeah, to be right. this night where all these all of these bands at that time so there'd be everyone from like My Disco Eddie Current played their second gig there which Shit. I was at um, Cut Coffee yeah, um, wow. Midnight Juggernauts yeah, and, yeah, 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 and that yeah. was once, once I saw those bands in the flesh that's when it, stepped, it went from being like into music to actually being like oh we have to start a band right so me and that friend started a band <coughs> with another one of our friends and it was like very rank amateur stuff at the start and then it got <laughs> kind of over a few years like got better and we got sort of some um, airplay on the radio got a little record deal and that's how that was then that was yeah that's how I started right and right while all this was happening I was masturbating in my bedroom in Adelaide yeah he was he would have been about <laughs> the 30. whole time that's impressive <laughs> he's, he's got it's like a, that's like a couple of years there <laughs> man you must be good <laughs> I'm not bad what's that saying you you, you have to put 10,000 hours in. <laughs> I'd be close <laughs> All right, well, that transitions well into my next question. I want to know about the first time you guys ever played live. Do you remember where you were, what band oh, yeah. was, etc.? Yeah, yeah, I do. It was at Rocket Bar in 2012. I think it was in... I was actually under a nom, nom de plume. Nom and, de plume. Well, we, my, well brother, we had, we <laughs> my brother was running a night called Scrunchy. So he, right. it was actually really cool. I think they got the idea from... It was a purple sneakers in Sydney or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a nineties night, but they ne- they had bands play before. The band that was going to play pulled out. Right. He the support band pulled out. The support fake tan. And yeah, uh, that band Northeast Party House. Well, no, was it? Oh no, no, it was just us by us. Yeah, we just played by oh, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just said, "Can you can you play?" And we were like, "Okay." So we got together the week before and wrote some songs with shitty lyrics and did some covers. We did Iggy Pop cover, a Joy Division cover. Nice. Yeah, and then it just went from there because Bart's and Miles were playing in a band with my brother at the time as well. Yeah, 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 right. So, but James played guitar, Miles obviously played drums. So we got them to um, come and help us and then that's the, that was the creation of the band. Oh, we only nice. played like about five songs and then we could yeah, just yeah, 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 And yeah. Um, our name for that gig, the, that one and only gig Youngin. was Youngin'. Youngin, which with the apostrophe between the yes, G and the yeah, N, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of The Wire on that stage. Oh right, did you watch The Wire? Oh yeah, yeah, because they. Well, I always thought that was kind of an Australian term, like Youngin, but then in The Wire they always they all call each other, you know, yeah, they call yeah, each yeah. Other well, it's a horrible name. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of, you could have called the band that. You could have also called it She. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> One day. That's like that, that's the big, If you ever do like a secret big, show, that can be your name. Joe. She that big the Joe, the kind of rival drug dealer, that's yeah. like his, in his voice. <laughs> Have you watched um, Making of the Murderer? Not yet, no. Oh, damn. Can't talk about yeah, he's got a yeah, really good interest. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah? <laughs> they're like they're like Norman Hicks. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, we should because yeah, Ben and I had been like I've been yeah grooming him. Right. Yeah. I've been hanging out and like writing um, songs and but then Miles and uh, James were keen to like say oh we should have a jam together, but I was like no nah, I'm like you know I'm over the bands it's stupid. Yeah right. But were you trying we, to get me to do stuff? You were trying to record me. Yeah, I think I was trying to make him into a Justin Bieber type. Oh like, yeah, the, it wasn't indie, that bad. The, <laughs> the DIY Justin Bieber. Love it. The last band I played in was very much everyone was kind of learning their instruments and sure. And this yeah, band, yeah. those guys, were so proficient. 
same as well. I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, just, yeah. Like, we could play, we could like, could show them an idea, and then they'd just um, immediately, um, you know, play something really um, simpatico. And then, um, and Ben was, he, he hadn't been in a band, but I could tell that he was like really talented and he could mm. sing, um, which is always a good thing. Um, and yeah, so I was like, well, this, and it was, there was no sort of plans or anything. It was just really music, fun. The style of music was completely different though. It was, it was very, it was much darker. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was more listening to like stuff like Roland Sea Howard. Scouts and Roland Howard. Sure. Joy yeah. Division. And then, um, I don't know, as time went, it just kind of. Well, it's still the same. It's got those elements still, but it, I guess we got more interested in writing song. Oh, it was yeah. Once we sort of started it, and we were like, most of us having been in bands before, and often in your first bands, you're like trying to do some, you know, genre piece or. Um, well, it was, it was that, that sort anyway. of stuff mixed with like the Dunedin sound, like the clean and, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so sure, I yeah. guess we tend we went the other direction. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I guess we after having been. In bands and everyone like writing songs, we just wanted to make the uh, main um, center point of the band writing songs. Yeah, so right. without, without having putting that above any style or um, particular genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, like we've got references which you know are not are pretty obvious, I guess. But even those references, I guess, um, are ones where it's, it's about songwriting and um, yeah, yeah, right. So. Tell us about the bands before Bad Dreams started. Ben, what did you have like any kind of major bands before Bad Dreams started, or was that kind of your first like proper foray into? Yeah, into it was, I, into I'd it? never, I wasn't even, I hadn't even written songs. Really? So yeah. I, just, I, would, I was living in a house down at Grange at the beach with, coincidentally, the guy who um, does all of our demos. His name's Ali, and he was yeah, yeah. in for Al, um, Alex on guitar when we toured. Right. If he yeah. can't come. We would write some stuff, some like shitty, sort of thrashy, punky pop songs. But apart from that, I'd just do like sing like crowded house covers at home. Yeah, nice. <laughs> By myself or with my sister doing harmonies. Oh, that's nice. And then, um, yeah, but the band that my brother was in with James and Miles was um, they were called the Shiny Brights, and they were they were pretty, like they were getting quite big actually. They were, they were sort of a pop rock band, right? Um, they were quite big in the Adelaide scene. So I guess that's how I became interested. I'd always go and sit in. Yeah, you just see that and be like, I want to get in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then so so that combination with my brother being a, you know, quite a good pop singer. Yeah, yeah. The combination with Alex. um, Yeah, it just sort of seemed to work, I guess. Yeah, sure. And Alex, uh, tell us about the band you're in when you were in Melbourne. Yeah, it was basically me and my two best friends. Um, so I played guitar, Nico played uh, bass, and Josh was the singer and did like sort of sampling and keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And then we had a drummer uh, called Mitch who came along after the first drummer. Okay. Um, got booted. And um, so, yeah, like I said, it started off as, you know, we're all pretty novice at our instruments. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, I get, um, it was mainly. Um, so the, it was a sort of post. I was listening to like sort of like Joy Division and the Killer, dark kind of uh, music, and also yeah, sort of shoegaze stuff like Ride, mm. like Bloody Valentine, and then um, that was an intro. So I, yeah, I'd write like the basis of the songs with that stuff. But then Josh, the singer, he was really into dance music at the time, right. and uh, sort of minimalist stuff, even like Steve Reich. And so then he'd on top of that, he'd kind of put his uh, layers of sampling and. Um, and uh, keyboards, and then uh, yeah, and Nico, Nico was a like big bottom end like 
you know, Peter Hook style bass player. And yeah, that, and it was a weird mishmash of influences, but um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, we did an album that kind of, um, yeah, we, I guess we're all really have you, proud have of. you heard that album at all? I can't say I have, no. It's, yeah. it's a really good album. Like, it was shortlisted yeah. for an Australian music prize. No yeah. shit. Yeah. So, I mean, we were pretty, it was, this is like in 2006, right, 2007. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and I was, um, and then that band kind of came to its natural conclusion. Uh, and yeah, the other guys moved on. Like, Josh went to live in India in Varanasi for like seven years. Basically. Yeah, for real. And Nico became a Wall Street like shark. Um, so it's and like then, you do. Yeah, but I I still had Mitch. Is, Mitch is still on the scene. Mitch, Mitch plays, plays in Nozu. Nozu. Uh, oh right, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He drummed with Children Collide on that tour. That yeah. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah right. Dude from Pearls, little guy with um, little guy with long hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I guess. All the time through that, like, because I just always wished, oh, I'd love to be able to do this again <clears throat> with uh, all the knowledge that I have now of, like, you know, all the mistakes you make kind of industry-wise and also just with how the band's set up and everything. So it's been a, a blessing to uh, have the chance to, like, do another band uh, with talented people and, um, and uh, yeah, with having that experience. Because it does make a lot of difference. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, just how to go about things a bit better. Yeah, and sure. You know, once with this band, like even though it started off just um, as a fun thing, once we sort of decided, oh, once it was like getting some attention, I was like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, like we'll, we'll like have some sort of planning about it and how we got here. So it was good. It's important, though. especially Absolutely. coming from one thing that's hard in Adelaide, although it's improved a lot in recent years, is there's no semblance of any industry there. So yeah, right. Always, it'll be pretty hard. It's pretty hard for bands unless they have some sort of. Um, connections yeah. on the eastern states yeah. to get out of it well it, it, it's quite isolated I guess in, in a way similar to that of the Perth music scene like where it's just like it's very interconnected and you know kind of it's like a, everybody knows everyone kind of deal yeah. you well, know? when we first well, started as well it, it seems in Perth having known a few, a few of the bands over there yeah yeah there wasn't there wasn't even the support from each other when we first started really? yeah. Yeah. at least Perth has its strong scene it's, itself but in Adelaide um there's kind of like just these because it's so you know the smaller a place is the sort of more insular and bitchy it can be so like you'll see splinter groups of bands that, which is so stupid in a place where there's so few bands yeah like, exactly everyone should just kind of be doing stuff together but, oh 100% so yeah so well it wasn't like but I think now they um, it's actually well they've the government actually of all people has put a lot of money into trying to revitalise the music scene yeah right and so they've given money. yeah there's really good grants funding and starting like two years ago they did this thing called the Stigwood Grants and Stig- Robert Stigwood was this guy who um, from Port Pirie which is like the most back- backward um, country place in it's like a lead smelter yeah yeah, yeah right and this guy in the 60s somehow made it to London worked with Brian Epstein managing the Beatles and then went on to manage like the Bee Gees um, did, did Jesus Christ Superstar oh. um, managed Cream um, and so oh, they, they named these he actually died grants. two weeks ago yeah he died oh yeah. man alright then and he, uh, they did these grants named after him and gave them out to like I think the first year was like we got one and TK Maidster got one yeah. Jesse um, Davidson Jesse Davidson yeah and so and yeah and, that, and so once those some bands get some 
it's kind of a snowball effect now. Yeah. Like, Tico Maids is huge. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so then, people, then people, it gets people along to shows and, um, yeah. you know, this year Horror My Friend just put out their album. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Young guys, talented on Poison yeah. City. The heart, the heartaches, they've, yep. they've, they've, you know, getting, and, and it's yeah, actually... Ben was from, actually the first ever guest on this podcast. Oh, oh wicked. Yeah. yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. Also, yeah, so, West Devon Brothel Party, they're a great band. Yeah, West Devon Brothel Party. And so they're bands that previously probably were all from different, like, all from different groups. Yeah, yeah. But now because of that kind of thing, it's like, well, like, I'll probably, I've never even heard the heartaches until a year or so ago. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, why haven't I heard it? Just because they were in one of these smaller, you know, they are more in the kind of, you know, punk, the proper punk Sure, scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the first time you guys toured under, just under your own name, like, uh, away from doing support tours, like your first headlining tour. We would have done a tour for, like, Chills, but it would have been just, like, Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, right, uh, right, right. And I reckon we played... If I, oh, I headline, and even with those ones, we would have kind of... Played with other played people. with other people. Under but them. A lot of our first shows in Melbourne were with um, Ocean Party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was cool. They're always like awesome to put on a show with. That, yeah, that'd be awesome to put on a show with. And um, and then in Sydney, we probably played Jack with Palm. Man. Oh, Palms. Manix's band. Um, so, uh, did Drown Under. Drown Under. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And we did it. We did a tour early on with um, Palms, um, Mining Bird, and I was, it was like, a, "Oh yeah, yeah, fucking great band, yeah." I uh, put, I gave Al Grigby responsibility for naming the tour, and he called it the Neapolitan Tour. <laughs> uh, taste, the, taste the three flavors. I love it. And we yeah. each home, like we swapped the who headlined those shows. Yeah, like for each city. So <laughs> Palms headlined Sydney. Yeah, yeah, Mining yeah. Bird headlined Melbourne. We headlined. Yeah, Mining Bird was really cool, but they just are taking like they're making like. Frenchy needs to pull his finger out of his ass. Sm- yeah, they've been making their album for like three years. Oh, yeah. Dude, He's a I perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What flavour were you guys on that tour? I'd like to be... I'd like vanilla. Yeah. It's just pretty vanilla guys, yeah. Nice and simple? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I reckon palms would have been, been, been strawberry. Oh, 100%, yeah. Sweet, sweet strawberry. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> At what point did you guys kind of notice a, a, a shift in terms of the audience, in terms of like... Uh, getting more people to shows and stuff like that has that pretty much been like since the record came out or was it something that kind of built up purely because of the live reputation drug yeah. it's honestly been a steady build like yeah. for the, all of our band uh, all of the time of the band you know like once we first started to take it seriously we were, I guess had levels of ambition yeah and um there's been times where we've been frustrated because you see like other bands like around you get something take a massive jump yeah um, but our thing's always been like every few months something good would happen um, we'd do another tour and there'd be like you know ex- a little bit of extra people there but there's never been really one stage when it jumped from one like one level to the next yeah the radio play obviously of course Triple J sure, makes yeah. a big difference but yeah, even yeah. before that we were still getting um We've always been able to like fill our shows mm. um, for the size of venue we've been playing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Triple J obviously takes it to another level. Yeah, it's a big part of it for sure. Yeah. So, what do you guys uh, foresee for the, I guess the the rest of the year and the the future of the band? Are you guys writing towards something new again, or are you just, just well, actually, focusing got an on touring? Oh, okay. This is our final show. Oh, ever? No, thank you. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, no, we're just writing. We're pretty heavy into writing some stuff at the moment and demoing so we can 
yeah, get some money from our label <laughs> to record another album, which would be good. Hopefully, we can get a single out by the middle of the year. Yeah, um, then tour that. And then Perfect. There's talk of maybe doing CMJ, but oh wow, yeah, um, I doubt that'll happen if there's no release or something. We've done it before, and it just sort of doesn't seem to work unless you've had a, a release to push yeah. while you're doing it. Just a bit of a waste of money, really. Yeah, um, but. Um, yeah, the stuff we're writing at the moment, we're pretty pleased with. Yeah, so. we're just in, enamoured. We're just really on a real roll with the creative. Yeah, everyone's in a really good um, sort of headspace, and we we feel like yeah, we've just been writing songs, and we've already written like five songs, which are all pretty strong in like basically a few weeks. We're going to play three of them today. Oh, some new shit today. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and just trying to play. Um, Shows, I think that we always do best when um, when we're playing shows. That's our sort of the essence of our band. So yeah, yeah we'll be doing. We've got some good festivals coming up, like Boogie, the spin-off festival of Boogie, which is called Raven. Oh uh, no, called Silver, Silver Raven. Raven. So okay. It's by Jason Isbell and um, Endless Boogie, but they're doing it in Adelaide or in South in the Barossa in South Australia. Yeah, nice. And then. Endless Woody player. Yeah. And then... Um, Sick. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's another, some other, like, the Hills Are Alive Festival. And, yeah. St. Kilda Fest. St. Kilda Fest. Nice, yeah. yeah. Love it, Emma. Yeah. Fantastic. Plenty to look forward to then on your big reunion tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the Johnny Farnham. Oh, fair. Or the LCD sound system. Hey, timely. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it is your turn. I want to know about your best and worst gig experiences as a performer ever. Um, you can feel free to start on either or, like high note or low note, depending on what, how you want to go worst, with things. My worst gig experience was a few months ago. Um, we were playing at the Captain Cook Hotel. Right. And uh, there was a girl in the front of the audience, and I was a bit pissed, and she said... Um, she said, I'm having the best time ever. She yelled it out. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I like your, I like your T-shirt. Is it from Cotton On? It just says a joke. I don't even know what, what that means. Yeah, and, she, and she... This um, is very strange. She, she left the building in tears and then came back later and demanded an apology from me, which I, which I gave her. And then it sort of... What's so offensive about Cotton On? <laughs> sort of all went a bit pear-shaped. I had a beer board on my head. Yeah, it didn't, oh, end, it didn't end well. One of her friends got... Kind of took it upon himself to like make a thing of it. He poured a beer on Ben's head, and then he got. Uh, and then my two, my two friends didn't didn't know what was happening, so they threw him into a wall, and then they all got dragged out of the pub. I don't Shit! Know. I think I think somebody struck a woman. Yeah, Acc- accidentally. That's probably my worst experience. I can imagine. Fuck! Glad I missed that one. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Mine is in my old band. We were doing a big tour, and we were in Launceston. Right. How was in winter it was dark and depressing and Darren Cross in his um, was in his guise as the ELF which oh he did yeah 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 and um, he was the support act and um, it was his birthday that day and so he just started drinking um, at like nine in the morning on the right. drive and he was got really really wasted and as a um, present we bought him a um, on the road from Hobart to Launceston all these bags of manure like a one dollar bag of manure so he bought him a bag of manure for his birthday. <laughs> and anyway, so we're playing in this place in Launceston, which was this kind of pub-like venue, the cl- pub sort of slash club. There weren't many people there. 
Mm. In fact, there were probably about five payers by the time Darren got up to play. Fucking hell, yeah. And we, we couldn't, well, it was his time to play. We couldn't find him anywhere. Mm. And um, we went and looked in the keg room and he was a, he was passed out, like, cradling this bag of manure. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we, like, woke him up and he's like, oh, and got on stage and he was just hammered and he's pressed, like, he had, he was a laptop sort of set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, about halfway through the first song, there's like five people there. It's kind of awkward. He like decides to pull his pants down and moon the audience, but in doing so, he like kind of stumbled, got got cut, tangled up in the laptop cable, and fell over. Oh and, like, no! Like, like, pulled all the sound stops, and he's just laying there with his yeah, he's just laying there with his pants wrapped his ankles. Jesus! And it's it just this horrible silence. And then the DJ or the guy running the night, the sound guy, like puts on some music and it's like an AC, electro um, remix of ACDC. And we're, just like, yeah. and we're just like, oh God, this can't get any worse. Fuck me. Well, that was, and then we played after that. And, and In fact, it was a fun show. We got Everyone just came, well, the five people there just came onto the stage and we <laughs> played the whole set with them up there. That's great. What about your best? Um, shit. I guess... I reckon that Sydney show at Oxford Arts was actually one of our best experiences. Just yeah, for, really. Just yeah. for the what, what it was. Mm. We played really well. Um, Busy Man Freedy came up and we did that cover that we did. Oh Wednesday. yeah, the weekend one. Yeah. yeah, and um, I don't know. It was just a really great show. And oh, that sucks. Just broke a string. Dang. Um, yeah, I think that was one of our best, my, my best experiences playing music yeah no doubt Alex I sort of remember two shows in consecutive years at Big Sound right yeah first year like um, yeah we weren't very very well known we were playing in Rick's Bar it was really small but we just like heaps of people there and we just played like really really well and then the next year we were playing the biggest stage before DMAs and heaps of people there as well and um, we just like played probably the best we ever had. Nice. And then DMAs came, went out and played like an amazing set as well. It was a great night. And then yeah, we kind of that's yeah we kind of met those guys for the first time and kind of became friends with them after that. Fantastic. Yeah, they, they, those two shows just purely from like how well we played. You know, there's always things. Sometimes stuff the audience probably wouldn't even know, like just how well your guitar's sounding or equipment issues and all of that sound. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some nights, some nights those things are just all like flawless and you just, sure, just yeah. really enjoy it. Probably, probably sounded shit out of the audience. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All beauty's in the eye of the beholder, after all. Yeah. So my mum said. <laughs> Actually, they had, to, they had to change the the noise. The noise restrictions changed the year after that gig at Big Sound that we played with DMAs because. The sound guy Jeff mm. uh, pushed both bands so so loud that there were noise complaints. So the next year they had to like half the half the Fucking sound. Hell. Cheers, fellas! Yeah, so, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? You guys are rebels, and you'll never oh, be any yeah, good. Mate. <laughs> you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chinatown, baby. Yeah, exactly, man. The album is Dogs at Bay. You can pick it up at any self-respecting record store. Do you guys have anything you would like to plug in the interim? Um, I just got engaged. Hey, congratulations, oh, man. No worries, yeah. That's Jeez. exciting. <laughs> I'm uh, a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You might pick up today. Who never knows? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. There's always... There's always you never know your luck in the big city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ben, Alex, thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks so thanks much, for man. all your support. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I'm David Jim Jones and all my friends from Barber.
has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com. 